And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding. A special summer league road trip. I don't know. What, do, what am I going to call this? Uh, I don't know. It's a uh, post-summer league road trip edition. I am Dave DeFore, your sometimes host. And uh, joining me is my good friend, Katie Heindel from the Basketball Feelings. Do we call it a newsletter? Is it a substack? I mean, I, I can't quite keep up with all the new internet terms, Katie. Uh, it's just a newsletter, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like a let's, company, let's a company man, you know, it's a newsletter. Yeah. Let's make it a magazine. <laughs> can, can I get something in the mail from you? Can we do that? That maybe I should do something like that. Old school newsletter bad idea, style, Dave. right? Like yeah. the single, single yeah. sheet front and back, put it in an envelope, you know, that mm-hmm. maybe you charge like 20 bucks a month for that. <laughs> Would that work? I mean, that could be. I would say like maybe a yearly, that could be like a nice annual bonus, right? Yeah. If I ever make people pay for basketball feelings, that could be a, a nice bonus. You could do like a quarterly magazine with just uh, the collected works from the quarter. People would buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really uh, cheesy collages, like zine oh my style. Gosh. That'd be perfect. Uh, yeah, with like black and white cutouts of players' faces uh, and really emotional captured in emotional times be really good yeah okay so <laughs> i i wasn't quite sure you know my thought was I, I wanted to talk to you just kind of about the vibes of summer league because it was so i don't know it was weird but man it was so like good mm-hmm. and weird I, um mm-hmm. but I, I was thinking about uh Kawhi leonard showing up <laughs> at summer league and just how funny he is generally and he really is and and i, I want to see if you get where i'm coming from here He's like the Daniel Day Lewis of the NBA. Right? What film? What film? All of them. Okay. He only exists to play basketball. I don't know anything about Daniel Day Lewis except for right. I, I, didn't he become a cobbler once for a movie? I mean, probably for a role, right? Like, yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna invest everything I can into acting. Right. And I, I feel to Kawhi. like Kawhi's kind of the same way, right? Like. You know, I only know about Kawhi playing basketball. I, I'm, I was shocked that he showed up at Summer League. I guess maybe there's something in his, in his new contract or something. That was after I left then. I did not get to see him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when it was because I saw about 14 minutes of basketball and yeah. even less of uh, famous basketball players. You know, I was out with with our buddies Joey and Julian and, and Keith Parrish from Fast Break Breakfast. And apparently, I guess Nick Collison was nearby. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't have face <laughs> blindness, but I just don't pay attention. To, like I'm hanging out with the people I'm hanging out with, and that's about it. And uh, so I'm a I'm bad for that. Like I don't know what day Kawhi was there. I just saw that he was there. Yeah. That's so fair. I'm bad at spotting that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So what was your favorite part of summer league? 
Oh my God, Dave. <laughs> what a question. I know. It's, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> I mean, you kind of hit on a pretty, uh, something I keep coming back to to start, aside from how much I cried and felt extremely emotional and like very happy all week, but was really leaning into how weird it was, especially for me. I think I was a little, like, I'll admit, I was kind of anxious coming into that situation. You know, um, for me, I hadn't like, been out of Canada since pre-pandemic. Um, it was going to be a lot of people <laughs> to be around in one of the most overstimulating places in the world, right? But something about all of that combining and how bizarre it was and also how like, I don't want to say slapdash because I don't want to suggest that anyone did a bad job of organizing things, but like, you know, there was a real... <laughs> well, we're going to just figure this out as we go, because that was what had to happen. You know, I loved really ominous, instructive signs taped to the back of doors that were like media through here. <laughs> um, that looks like someone just like printed them out in a flurry. I loved the weird little scrums that were set up with like uh, draping. So you could just hear very clearly whatever was going on immediately or between a thin piece of fabric uh, from you. Um, I loved how awkward and strange everyone seemed to be like, not players, but probably players too, but our friends uh, and the people we know were kind of all coming into it at different points of comfort and experience and like where we, where our heads were at, where our feelings were at and, you know, what do we even expected out of it? Uh, and I think it was just the perfect setting and it's not, I should have known this. I feel like I don't know why I was surprised because this is always what like the microcosm I think of Vegas and then the smaller microcosm of summer league within Vegas represents, but it was just kind of this, like, it felt like a release. It felt like a real sense of relief washing over everyone, probably for the first time in like a lot of people's really, you know, messed up or stressful or whatever kind of years anyone had. Um, it felt like you could see guards kind of slipping in real time. I really, I don't know. It was, uh, it was very emotional. And uh, that was probably my favorite part. I mean, I guess a better summary of that is like a certain closeness that was, and then came back. Uh, so yeah, it's tough, man. I've been trying to like reconcile my feelings about it since I left, as you know. Yeah. Um, and I still haven't read the newest basketball feelings because I, I mean, can't brace bring yourself to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, brace yourself, I, like I, but... I drove because I'm an insane person and I like that, that time to myself. And I cried when I left Vegas, like when I was driving away, cause I did an Irish exit. Cause I couldn't bring myself to say bye to everybody. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, and for the people who are listening that don't know, I actually work when I'm at summer league. So you know, I do sports business classroom with so many of my favorite people. I mean, Larry Kuhn is like a brother to me. And, you know, we have these great interns that I spend a lot of time with Sam and Adam and winter and Chanel and will, and you just get to know these people. Like it's like a family. And so I just didn't want to say bye to anybody. Um, but it was cool. Like I always come out of summer league riding this nice wave and I didn't realize how much I had missed that last season. Mm -hmm until I got there. And I know it's funny. Like, I mean, my job is to sit and watch basketball on television. You know, it's not that stressful, very comfortable life, but overwhelmingly every single person that I spoke with, man, I was happy to see him. It was awesome. You know, like we're not out of whatever the hell we're in yet, mm 
Um, mm-hmm. but it certainly felt good to reconnect with everybody. And especially with the basketball, you know, I did get a chance after SBC was over to catch a few games and it's still like my favorite thing. Like summer league basketball is my favorite NBA. It's earnest, you know, it's honest. There's not as much flopping. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take as long. You know, they get through the games guys are out there. Just, I mean, especially at the end of the week, so many guys just trying to get jobs. Like, I don't know. There's something about that that I can just relate to the, the hustle part of that. Um, so it was nice to have that. And, and it obviously was awesome to see everybody, you know, just reconnect, but even just seeing people that I don't know that were in the stands, you know, like kids having a good time and the masks were on and it was okay. You mm-hmm. know, it, it certainly is not as good as it would have been if we could see everybody smiling, but it wasn't, you know, I, I've had these concerns about our sort of re-entrance into society. And of course, we've seen a lot of the incidents on planes and, you know, you spend that much time alone and isolated. And, and to a certain degree, I was used to it just because I worked from home already. Uh, so, but I've got big concerns about us kind of getting back into large groups and uh, especially in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But man, there was nothing. It was cool. Everybody was wearing a mask. There was no problems whatsoever i mean it was i don't know there's a lot more empathy in the building it was it was refreshing Mm -hmm. i think uh like you hit on the game like i love summer league basketball because i think there's a current that runs through it that's so hopeful like it's incredibly tense and like stakes are so high for these guys right like it's a it's a kind of 10 day long job interview really um and you've got like your standouts that are obviously really gunning for it but I also like that this year, this is something I talked to a lot of players about when I was there, mostly just curious about it, but guys who missed their summer league last year and who got it this year and were kind of in the same class as the new rookies, you know, like these are players who also by virtue of like a pretty messed up season due to injury, health and safety protocols, ended up clocking a lot of minutes and like played a ton of games. Um, So they had like a ton of time on the floor. Like this wasn't like they was a rookie season for them, but I think it was a little bit beyond that. So I was like, you know, what does it mean to then come back to this? Is this worthwhile? Is this like worth your time? Is it something you want to do? And all of them were like, yeah, are you kidding? Like I wanted my summer league because I think for so many, it's like, it kicks, it's the first step into a career, right? Like wherever that career is going to go, but that's again, like that hopeful note. And I think for so many of them, it was this sense of closing a loop on like a, probably a pretty messed up year, but yeah, closing the loop on the first year of their careers, you know, and getting also to like see guys who they probably would have spent more time with last summer. Like if it had happened and like kind of getting to know their draft class in a more, I don't know, like intimate, also kind of weird, kind of fun setting, but they didn't have that. And I think that really surprised me because like the NBA is so accelerated. Like it's so fast. I feel like maybe these guys don't really care. They're like, Oh, I've kind of grown past this now, but I just kind of love that. Yeah. I mean, the, the rookie transition program happens there. There's a lot of stuff that, mm-hmm. that those guys missed out on. And of course they did a, a different version of it for, for the guys last year, but it's not the same. Like you're not in the same environment and mm-hmm. there's the celebratory part of it for the guys, especially the guys that are, that are going to make a team this is where your career starts. Like you're now a professional. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got expectations. You got to show up to practice. You got to not party.
Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromatic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Did you get a chance to watch Cade Cunningham at all? Yeah, I did. Uh, the first night when you and I arrived uh, at the arena a little later, because like full disclosure, I was having a little bit of a... Uh, would you say I was freaking out? I needed to no. acclimatize. That's like the yeah. best way to put it. And I, I knew I needed to just like walk around and be like, okay, brain, you're here now. We're in this. It's going to be like this for the week, you know? Um, but there's no, of course, there's like nothing like acclimatizing in a fake uh, indoor mall that is made to look like ancient Rome. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's amazing. The best way to do it. Yeah. We, we <laughs> had some great gelato though. I mean, we, we had phenomenal gelato. Yeah, even though you broke the Dolly Parton machine. Um, but I went big. Did I, you know I went big I, on it after. I heard. Yeah, I, I listened to you on, on Round Ball Rock. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, so Cade Cunningham, there was. I, I haven't watched a lot of Cade. I, I've seen, you know, uh, highlights and things like that. And I've read about him. And so, you know, I know who he's who he is. Uh, but it was interesting to see a guy in Summer League doing the stuff that he was doing. Like he was so clearly engaged with his teammates. I mean, I, I mentioned this the other day, made so much eye contact with people. Like this is like real leadership stuff that just can't mm. be taught. And in particular at his age, it's, it's pretty rare. And all I could think of was, man, we missed Anthony Edwards at summer league. Oh, yeah. Right. How great would that guy have yeah. been at summer league? I just phenomenal. I mean, and, and not that I not that like, I mean, that's such small, small potatoes. But, you know, I, I now have some pretty positive summer league memories of, of Cade Cunningham that I'm going to think about all year when I see him do stuff, especially that leadership stuff. Like I'm going to be able to go back and, and say, OK, I remember where I was when I saw him do that. I was literally sitting in section 103. When he was cheering on his teammates from the bench, he was meeting them as they came back, literally making eye contact, giving feedback, you know, all of the stuff that you want to see. And it was cool because it, he was the leader on that team. This is the, he wasn't in the NBA yet with older guys and the, the hierarchy that where he has to pretend like he's not going to be the leader, but he actually is. He didn't have to mm -hmm. pretend it was cool. You, you got to see him really just throw the jacket off and get right to it. And, and I wonder, you know, how long that's going to take in the regular season. Cause this is not a Luka Doncic situation where he's been playing with grown men his whole life and, and can walk in and, and do that sort of thing and, and has that attitude. 
But I'm curious, like, how fast will that translate? And will he have a leg up? Because Anthony Edwards, it took a while to get him started. But I think Anthony Edwards kind of has similar leadership qualities, which mm-hmm. is why I keep bringing him up and, and comparing him to Cade. And I wonder if these guys, I mean, they're so talented. That top five is, is insane. All these guys look great this week or last week, I should say. And I wonder if we're going to see them be able to springboard in a way we didn't see last year's class. So uh, I think that's a pretty good point where you mentioned uh, that, that it sort of closed the loop for them. And for these guys, mm-hmm. it really is kicking, kicking their career off. So um, I'm excited. Yeah. About, I'm excited <laughs> about the basketball. I mean, you, you said it was hopeful and it is right. It is Everyone's hopeful. team yeah. has a chance right now. Now, I mean, maybe the, the Pistons don't actually have a chance. Okay. They might win 17 games, but there's hope. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it's why I love summer league. I think one of the things too, of this, this summer league. And I mean, I noticed this about a couple teams and I do think it had to do with the fact that you had guys that were like te- technically still rookies, but like were made the vets of their summer league team, like Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, um, that, they didn't strike me as the kind of summer league teams that you're used to seeing where it's like, this is just like a collection of guys. And again, are just like trying out for, they want a job, you know, like some of them are assured of a job and their position within it. Like the Raptors were like that to me. It, they were there to compete, but they were also like, it wasn't really that for them. It wasn't a stage. It was like, this is a kind of a mini camp, right. In advance of Toronto, getting back to Toronto and like getting on with their season. And I sort of liked that because it felt lower. I mean, some people might think it's oxymoronic to be like, yeah, summer league. It's low, like it to say me to say it's it felt lower stakes, but it did feel lower stakes. And I kind of like that because one thing I really dread for a lot of these guys, like for the rookies especially, is the kind of pressure that they're already up against in terms of just like how they're gonna deliver. Like, are they gonna be worth the number associated with their pick, right? And that's the kind of thing that, you know, progress is so nonlinear and the fact that so many of them are also coming into franchises where it's like, there's going to be so much on their shoulders automatically and right away. Um, But I also don't think it's the worst season for it because the finals that we just saw were very nice. (laughs) They were like the most fun, fun kind of feel good finals. I think we had in a while and it was like more developmental teams than super team, like behemoth teams. Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought where I was going with that, but more (laughs) to say that, like, I just, I don't feel the kind of crushing sense of like, this all has to pan out right now for these guys. And I really like that because I never think that it's very fair the way that rookies are automatically kind of tossed in the discourse. I know people will still talk about them like that. Um, but you can't decide on like somebody's entire career within like the first two months of them playing in, in the NBA. Uh, I, I don't know if I agree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it is funny. I mean, you just, the, the going from thoughts to takes, right. Mm. That's, that's what like, and, and we can get into general sports media discourse at another time, but you know, look, I, people People sometimes hit me with the, oh, I heard your take. No, man, you just heard my thought. I think out loud. That's what literally what I do for a living. And some of those thoughts are better than others, just like everybody else. Um, But I agree with you that, I mean, patience, uh, especially when it comes to like player evaluation, you Mm -hmm. know, these guys, I mean, hell, 
LeBron James isn't gonna isn't the player that he's gonna be at 37 that he will be at 38. So why mm-hmm. would a 19 year old guy be the player that he's gonna Our be at 19? King. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, hey, he's no longer no longer considered the best player in the league by like a third of the the GM. So clearly, he's washed. Um, no, but he's calling himself that, Dave, which I love. He's like, it's a reclamation of washed. It's I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I I mean, I do love that. Right, you're you're lowering expectations, and everyone's just rolling their eyes at you. It's kind of, I mean, what does that say about how great LeBron is? That oh yeah, sure, you're washed, you know, and and we just make fun of that. I don't great. summer league rules. <laughs> summer league rules. Uh, I do I do miss like, you know, I did miss uh, some of the more normal stuff around summer league, like, but mm-hmm. the we we didn't get the good the great entertainment that that we were used to getting, although there was a mariachi band at one point that was perfectly positioned in the concourse to blast their music directly through uh, one of the, the entrances to the arena and right into a broadcast team's microphone. And so for good, I don't know, hour, it's all you could hear on that broadcast. That was pretty special. I'll think about that for a long time. Uh, Nobody, nobody thought ahead on that one. But that's summer league, like you said. I it mean, was it, also no. uh, it was coming through. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, it was it's coming okay. through, like the arena corridors. Because I remember I was sitting with Joey and we were watching the game, and I was like, I don't understand where that's coming from. Like, is that piped through quietly on the speakers? But it was like coming through every corridor in Thomas and Mac, uh, so faintly but so presently that again, it was this perfect weird backdrop of like what this year's summer league was. It's like, yeah, of course there's mariachi music kind of playing from everywhere uh, as like the soundtrack to this game that checks out. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So uh, who was your favorite player at summer league? Mm, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty biased. Actually, no, I was going to be like, is it Scotty Barnes? But I don't think Scotty Barnes was my, favorite player because I think I'm it made me more excited to see Scotty Barnes in the regular season because again I don't think it was like that kind of stage for him um I really liked Xavier Tillman I really liked Desmond Bain I really liked that Grizzlies team um I really liked that they came into it again going back to what they said about wanting their summer league like they came into it thinking they could still learn something and it was going to be a worthwhile experience for them to develop themselves as players, uh, which is like a huge takeaway to me. Cause it's like, what do you hope to develop? Like you just played through one of the hardest seasons in NBA history. I'm sure you like learned a lot on the fly, like a lot more than you can think or reconcile already, you know, but for him, he was like, I want to be a better communicator. I want to be like uh, out there on the floor, like leading, leading my team and, you know, like, just chatting all the time, which he was doing. Um, yeah, he was wonderful. Precious Memphis Achua is a was smart great. Team. They're very smart. Yeah, they're a super smart team. Maybe you all the Precious teams I really good? liked. Yeah, Precious was great. Okay. Precious was again a player where I was like, you're pretty complete. You know, like you played plus 60 games for the Heat this season. And you're coming in here and you're telling me that like you want to go to Toronto and you're most excited to go to Toronto because you want to work on your versatility. And you want to develop yourself and you, you think like you're, I thought he was very versatile already, but he was just like, 
no man, like there's so much more we could do. Granted, these guys, of course, are at the very beginning of their career. That's what you want to hear. Um, but I just like that they're all leaning so hard into that. Mem- Memphis, like they have a goal in mind mm-hmm. for their players, you know, it, and it's to, to make their players better basketball players overall. Desmond Bain, the whole thing was he needs to go out and get some stud games in summer league where he's the top dude handling mm-hmm. the ball. And I mean, and they had, they had like Xavier Tillman running the offense. Some, I mean, yes, really yeah. trying to expand their games and challenge them as, as people and players. I, I like, I love that. That was clearly a, a, a point of uh, emphasis for Bain was talking more on the court. And I'm sure that the team was having this conversation with him as, Hey, this is an area that is low hanging fruit that we feel like you can, you can improve at, and it's going to improve how you play with other people. I mean, they look, they moved Grayson Allen so that Desmond Bain can start plain and simple. Like he is going to start for them. And so him getting out there and getting those reps as the, as the lead playmaker and learning how to communicate with his teammates as the lead playmaker that mattered. And, And this is one of the reasons why I love summer league. I mean, I'm a basketball coach. Of course I love that shit. You know, like he's so bossy. I loved it. He was so bossy. He was just always kind of like yelling, not, not yelling. And you know, he was just like tripping at dudes and telling them where to go. He was just like narrating the floor the entire time. Yeah. it's. I mean, well that, when you look at his shoulders, it's like, all right, I'll listen. You know, know, let let, let me shut up and listen. (laughs) Uh, Um, I was going to say the last like highlight for me was Ishmael Wainwright, who was a, he's a guy that the Raptors signed. He just came from playing um, three seasons overseas in Germany. And he cried, like he fully cried. Like he wasn't just like, oh, choked up for a minute. Like he fully cried and broke down uh, in his post game because he was asked like what it meant for him to get that call. And he was just like, people don't understand how hard it is, you know, to play overseas and your family doesn't live there. Like, I don't know the next time I'll see my kids, you know, like that's, that's who I'm doing this for. And he was like, I'm a really happy guy. And then he broke down as soon as he said that. And I cried a lot too uh, in front of him, but just the fact that he, he was like, you, you'll experience every single emotion, you know, that like you're really joyful and super happy, but like you'll experience everything in this kind of whiplash. I don't know, like a few minutes when he said, when he got the call, but he's also 27 He's like 26, 27. I mean, but he was like, I'm still a rookie, <laughs> but you know, this idea that it. like, exactly. He's been through it. And I think it's not just, it's not just his so much. We get hung up on like age of players, but that was just like his experience uh, and gravitas has nothing to do with his age. You know, it has to do with his experience and what, what he's been through. But I just love that. Cause that was like a rare, that's like a rare thing. I think for summer league. I have a soft spot for all the guys that go play overseas. I mean, you know, you literally are, I mean, are, you're operating your daily life in a different language. Basketball is mostly in English, you know, that, that one's not that difficult and almost every other place where you're going to play people speak English so you can get around. Okay. But mm-hmm. a lot of guys don't take their families and, and stuff like that. And like you mentioned, when they get a chance to come back, I mean, how easy is this guy to root for? This is awesome. You know, and, yeah. and these are the stories like, you know, we watch March, March Madness because we want to see the Cinderella. It's it's why I love Summer League. It's it's a league full of Cinderella's, all of them, mm-hmm. even the number one pick in the draft 
right now, like Kate Cunningham, that's a Cinderella story. He just he worked his butt off for his whole life and he just got rewarded for it. Stuff is cool. And Summer League is a great time for me to remind myself of that because I get burnout on the NBA, especially the regular season. And yeah, it's it's nice to feel happy about basketball because it's been a while. So it was really cool to be in the gym with with a bunch of people and and to kind of feel that way. And you were the only person I could talk to about it because you get it. I mean, listen, other people get it. I just uh, you write about it in a way mm-hmm. that nobody else does. So I'm really glad that I that you was, wanted to come on and talk. Well, I was just going to say there's something I thought about more since we started talking about why this year stuck out more, you know, I think it's just like that thing that happens in your brain when your day-to-day life has been reduced to such like a flat and steady state just by virtue of your environment and kind of what's going on. And when you get back to like real life, you know, and being kind of out of your routine again, everything seems so much more vibrant because it seems like the first time again, right? It's like you're having all these first experiences. And I think that is probably why everything this summer felt so heightened and just like, yeah, totally like seared into memory uh, in terms of not just like the look and feel of it and the tangible aspect of it, but what you were feeling internally and like how overwhelmed it made you feel. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, yeah, I think that was it. I've just come full circle on that. <laughs> well, that's a good place to close the show. Uh, I'm going to be back with another episode of the daily ding with another friend of mine uh, in, in a couple of days, but uh, Katie, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And uh, everybody go check her out at, it's basketballfeelings.substack.com. Did I did I get that right off the top of my head? Dave, you should know. And yeah. yes, it is. No, I do know. It's just, <laughs> do I know? You know, because I don't have to. It comes to my email. You know, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, until until the next episode, you guys take it easy. Talk to you soon. <laughs>